The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and of course, that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White, at RW3. You can find me on Twitter. You can find him at Tom Ryle, BTB. You can, of course, find all the great content from Blogging the Boys at bloggingtheboys.com and by following them on Twitter. And the other recommendation we would mention to you, because it is a very special Thursday show, a pre-NFL draft day Thursday show here on Blogging the Boys. Uh, We would also recommend to you that we will be having live broadcasts on our YouTube channel throughout the NFL draft. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we will have you covered for every single round with our man, RJ Ochoa, who, by the way, taken off on the Ocho today. So there will be no Ocho episode today, but that is because he is dutifully preparing to get you ready for the best NFL draft coverage available. And we are going to be having all of our fantastic content creators here at blogging the boys joining in on that. You will hear myself. You will hear, you will hear Tom on the opening night uh, later tonight as the draft gets going. Uh, Tom, I believe you're going to be on there from about nine to 10 and then I'll be on there from 10 to 11, correct? Yeah, and I'm, I'm also going to be there for – I think I'm on for the first segment every day uh, or maybe two of the three days, and then I'm on for the uh, – we're going to have a, a kind of post-draft wrap-up little bit that I'm signing up for. So I'm trying to kind of be on the, be on the entry and the exit on all of it. Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned RJ – Right now, I think he's planning to go uh, the whole time with just, you know, occasionally he'll drop off, uh, let us cover for him so he can take care of those little personal things that you have to deal with on a regular basis, grab a bite to eat maybe, and, and, you know, just take a potty break. But we're definitely going to be there. We're going to be talking not just about the Cowboys. We're going to be talking about the whole draft, what's going on, Looking forward to what the Cowboys are going to do, what they might do, might not do. Um, a little bit of which we'll get into here, you know, because um, it's a it's just a weird draft this year. Uh, there's no really outstanding quarterbacks. <clears throat> if you look at the rankings for how the uh, draft guru type people have for quarterbacks, like 
Some say that maybe there's some guys that are borderline top 10 in draft values, but there's other sites that don't think that they're worth more than like 28, 29th pick. And that's the best quarterback, Malik Willis out of Liberty. I can't imagine there are any quarterbacks that, that are realistically thought of as top 10 talents. Now, whether or not, you know, they wind up getting taken in the top 10. I mean, guys like Jake Locker and Marcus Mariota have been taken in the yeah. top 10 before. So it's not like we haven't seen untalented quarterbacks taken there out of desperation. But in my opinion, if guys do get taken in that area, it will be out of desperation and not out of an analysis or an evaluation saying that those guys deserved to be taken. Exactly. And that's what plays into all this. Uh, because well, before you some get into court- that, because I do want to okay. kind of set it up a little Go bit. Ahead. Um, you all know, right. what we want to talk about in this, in this Cowboys kind of draft preview, of course, we'll get into what potential moves they could make, but there's a topic in particular that Tom nor I have seen discussed really at all to the extent of, of Cowboys social media. And what we're talking about is the avenues that you and I are particularly tied into. We're mostly involved in Twitter. So if this is going on elsewhere, please forgive us. But there is a conversation. There is an option on the table for the Cowboys that nearly no one seems to be talking about. And as you laid out in this article, Tom, and I'll let you take the floor now, I think it's one that the Cowboys should very strongly consider. Yeah. That is trading completely out of day one, which the Cowboys have done before. Uh, I can't remember when, but they they did one year, at least that I can recall, trade completely out of the first round because it was a year like this when the few legitimate third-round picks were all long gone off their board. And this year, the draft talent um, has a little bit different shape to it. I, I have in the article that should be going up later today for those that want to go back and check. And I, I did a crude little chart that showed kind of the normal curve of how the talent falls off and then how Stephen Jones in particular has been speaking about the way it looks this one. And that's that there's a real steep drop off to begin so that by middle of the the first round, you're out of true first round talent. But then when you start getting into the second, third round, it flattens out more than normal. In other words, there's more good players later on than you normally see. Uh, or at least I think more so the, the variance between those players, right, is not yeah. as substantial, right? So what you're kind of saying there is a player that's picked near the beginning of the second round may not be all that different talent-wise from a player that's picked near the end of the second or beginning of the third based on where the collective talent exists within this draft. Because as the Cowboys stated in their pre-draft presser, they only have about, you know, 16 guys with first-round grades. Yeah, so they're going to be, unless somebody really falls, which could happen because, like I said, when you don't have quarterbacks up there at the top, it makes it kind of hard to predict what teams are going to do. You know, are they going to go edges? Are they going to go all – are the wide receivers going to get wiped out on the Cowboys uh, as far as anyone they'd be willing to spend a first-round pick on? Um, 
will will it will it mean that they're they're seeing uh, Ken uh, Ken Green and uh, um, Zion Johnson? Zion Johnson are are they at risk of being gone? Or will the nature of the draft mean that they're both still there when the Cowboys are going on the clock? And that's why I'm thinking maybe if they traded all the way out so that they wound up with four day two picks instead of just two, the chances are pretty good that they could hit on all four of those picks, which gives them one extra usable player than than they would have. But then, you know, the whole question becomes is, can you find somebody to trade with you? That's where this whole lack of really star quarterback talent kind of factors into it. Because you look at a team like the Jets, uh, the Jets have early round picks, but they might not want to spend those on the quarterback. But then they may have a quarterback they were hoping to get maybe with their, their early pick in the second round. Well, now, real quick on the Jets, right? I mean, do we really yeah. think they're going to want to be trading to get a quarterback when they just drafted Zach Wilson and with the second overall pick? Well, maybe that's maybe that's a bad example. Um, and so that means I need to go back and look. because no, That's was, okay. But but a team perhaps like um, a Detroit, let's say, right? That yeah. Gets, that wants to get their quarterback of the future. There. They've got a – Early second round pick there. Uh, I think they pick actually 32. They pick at the very end of the first round. And then again, a couple of picks later there in the second. Now, you know, maybe that means the end of the first round pick and um, an early third. But I, I love kind of where you're going because what most people talk about within the first three rounds, everybody gets excited about that first round guy and the expectations are always way yeah. higher for a first round drafted player, but we tend to think of guys drafted in the second and third as guys who should be able to contribute as starters. So if at least second rounders, yes. And, and so third rounders surface, right. If you could tell me that in general, you're going to hit 60 to 70% of your draft picks. Well, if I give you three picks in the first round, you're probably hitting two. If I give you four picks in the first three rounds and you're hitting three, doesn't that, Proved to make your team more formidable in the long run. Assuming you can't get that top end talent guy, which I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to do unless they trade up into the first, which I am going on record and saying, please do do not do that. No, 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 no. We don't want to see, I don't want to see him trade up. That would, that would, that would upset me. Uh, But I, I think that there might be more they can do. And the thing is, there are some combinations out there, especially if you get away from the old Jimmy Johnson trade chart, um, because uh, uh, Draft Tech uh, has a, a different uh, different chart that was developed by a guy named uh, Rich Hill, who tried to look at the uh, the past few years of drafting and figure out what teams were really tra- willing to trade. Yes. So he came up with another value uh, set of values uh, that showed, you know, the Houston Texans are one that is might be somebody that's interested in, even though that would mean the Cowboys wouldn't pick until trade 30 uh, pick 37, which is the fifth pick on day two. But they could also trade the fourth pick on day three. And so suddenly the Cowboys are bracketing the second and third round. 
And I think that was almost a straight up trade, according to the uh, the Rich Hill chart. Mm-hmm. And you know how if you're willing to wait, if you're looking at what your options are, and you really see that if you're coming off the clock at at 24, and you see there's like maybe a dozen players that fit needs that that you see is worthwhile. And you, you're fairly certain at least one of them is still going to be there at 37. Why not go for it? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's something nobody's talking about. But if you're willing to trade back from 24 into around 29 or something, well, you wouldn't get as much for that extra pick that way unless somebody was really desperate and willing to overpay. But if you were willing to go back to day two, you might be able to pick up a real valuable chip to play uh, there in Las Vegas. So, and I am not going to say that I'm predicting the Cowboys are are going to do this. I'm just saying if they do do it, it's not a stupid move. I think it is something that could possibly pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and and I definitely would entertain a trade back four or five spots if it comes up and they still got a nice pool of talent that they're looking at. Uh, I, I will go on, on record as saying if Zion Johnson and Kenron Green are both sitting there when they go on the clock at 24, I'm going to be working the phones to see if I can get some kind of trade back and take a little gamble that we're still going to get the guy. Although, there are reports coming out that, that people get the feeling that green is the one they want, that yes. they may not be as high on Johnson. Um, In general, again, I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I think if Kenyon green's there, they take him and they don't make it too complicated. Um, yeah. One of those and that's that's probably the, probably the most realistic thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I'm going to say is I didn't hear Will McClay say that. So therefore I don't really put too much faith in anything because I, I think Will McClay is the guy that's going to be, he's, he is the loudest voice in that room on draft day, which is, I think how it should be. I think given how things have worked out the past couple of years that they're, that his voice just keeps getting louder and they start, they're paying even more attention to him every year because when you deliver a CD lamb and a Micah Parsons back to back players that just, you know, one, a player they never thought would get to Dallas. The second, a player that was so much more than I think anyone realized, you know, you have to, you, you it's like in Vegas, you're, you know, you, you're riding the hot hand. You know, you're going to let it ride one more time. Yeah. Um. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, so, yeah, real quickly, if the Cowboys did opt for yours and I's scenario, which I think you and I are probably in the minority on both fronts, if we pulled Cowboys fans, I think most would actually be on board with them trading up to get the more talented player, cost be damned. And I think that most would be against them trading out of the first round. How do you think the fans or the grades would come out for the Cowboys if they did wind up trading out completely of the first round. And basically what that means is, you know, from a media standpoint, I hate to describe it this way, but this is very much the Jerry Jones way of doing business with the Cowboys. He wants to give people something to talk about, and it's going to be very disappointing for Cowboys (laughs) nation. If we've got to wait an entire another 24 hours to be able to talk about improving our team. Right. Yeah. And that is, that is just an emotional reaction because my whole argument is that you may be able to get more improvement by dub, by getting an extra couple of picks on, on day two. Well, you're saying lot, delayed gratification actually yeah, works. Yeah. And we don't do delayed gratification. Let's just face it as a nation. It's not our, not our thing. <laughs> um, but if that's just, you know, we need to get out, get our emotions out of the picture, which is very difficult. But uh, I, I really, really am thinking that, you know, if they, if we, if they trade at all the way back out, they, I think a lot of people would just give it a flat out F. I would give it <laughs> an uh, uh, maybe an A, you know, myself because it was my idea. <laughs> I would, I think it would be very, it would show that they were, they had, they were do, trying to do something and benefit overall. Uh, all draft picks have a risk. With and I think you're going to see, logic would say that the lack of, of clear cut first round talent means you're going to see more first round failures players that just don't live up to that first round draft pick. So to me, it's, it's a form of intelligent risk avoidance uh, because there's not as much pressure on hitting solid on the second, third, but it's a, it's one of those high reward, low, low risk situations to me, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Well, I, I, if, it, when all comes and done, I think they're gonna they're gonna draft Green at twenty four. If I was gonna, I, I'd say that's probably at least seventy percent. Yeah, chance I, of that happening. I tend to agree. That's how they like it to fall. But I mean, that's twenty three picks that have to go their way to keep Kenyon Green on the board. So let's start there then. You know, because um, the other thing that's going to take place after this is all over is the grades. Right. Every day we're going to get grades. How did the Cowboys do at addressing their needs, et cetera? And I'd kind of like to go about 
having some fun with that and predicting the grade, right? If I told you the Cowboys drafted X, what would you predict the grade amongst most publications to be for that draft pick? So let's start there with Kenyon. If the Cowboys selected Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M at number 24, what would you think their grade would be? Now, are you saying we're talking strictly 24 here? Or are you just going to give me different scenarios? I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you names, right? And I'll give you my thoughts okay. as well on how I think they would grade yeah. out. But um, in general, you know, I, I think I'm kind of just looking at, hey, you know, how are people going to react based on various potential players that could wind up coming to the Cowboys? Uh, I'm going to say that the grades especially outside of the Cowboys bubble that we all live in as Cowboys fans, I think it's going to be about a B. Mm -hmm. Two reasons. A lot of people don't have Kenyon Green being in the top 24 players. There are a lot of people that score him as an early second-round pick, which is why I'm thinking that whole tradeback scenario thing might still work out for them. Second, he's a guard. Guards are not – Usually, unless you hit upon a Zach Martin, they're not usually good first-round options uh, in the NFL. And so I don't think this is going to be seen as an A pick. I think it'll be a B. Some people are going to grade it lower. I, I really do. It's not going to be seen as a home run for the Cowboys yep. by any means. I think that's totally fair. Like B, B minus, right? It's like, uh, hey, they filled a, a need. Um, but will they have hit a home run? We, we won't know, right? Because he's not a far and away most dominant guard in the draft type of player. Yeah. And um, while we project him and think he can slide in and, you know, become the second best guard on the team behind Zach Martin, there's really no guarantee of that. And, you know, if that doesn't prove to be the case, then uh, he's not making a whole lot of difference for this team. So I think B minus is probably fair. Um, let's take a look at some of the other offensive linemen. I'll go with, um, I'll go with, uh, oh gosh, I just had his name off the top of my head. Um, cross the offensive lineman God, I want to say it's Kristen, but I know it's not Kristen, uh, Christian cross. And I know it's not Christian nah. cross either. For some reason, I keep saying that in my head. Um, help me out on that. Um, I see it, but it's, uh, I'm Charles Cross. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. Charles Cross. Now. Okay. He's an offensive tack on, on draft tech. Yes. Are you, although they think they could move him. They think they would draft him to play guard to start with and then ultimately slide over. Yeah. That's take Tyron's place. That's what I was going to get into. That is, that sometimes does not work out as easily as people think it does. There is an argument that a lot of really good college tackles are going to be more successful as a guard in the NFL just because of the competition they have to go up against. Uh, but I'm always a little nervous when you're saying, let's take a guy in the first round so we can change his position. To me, I would not see – now – are they drafting him to slide into guard or are they drafting him to give him an option at right tackle? Mm -hmm. If they're drafting him to, as an option at right tackle and that's their intent, I give it like a B plus. If they're drafting him to switch 
over to guard, he's no more than a C plus to me. Well, and that's where I don't necessarily think we can know either of those, right? And they probably don't know what they're drafting him as. I, I think because of his versatility, right? You draft mm-hmm. him and then you say, come training camp, which position does he fit better for us? And I think because of that versatility that he provides, I would actually give that a slightly higher grade than Kenyon. Uh, I would give that I would give that probably a B plus to an A minus because he's yeah. got that position flexibility. And also because I think he's he's regarded as a slightly higher prospect than Green as well. Um, let's look at some of the other players that maybe could potentially, and I don't know if it, these guys will ultimately slide to the Cowboys. In fact, it's probably fairly unlikely um, that some of the better wide receivers that are available will slide to the Cowboys. But let's say a guy like Chris Olave was still on the board when the Cowboys are selecting at 24 and they wind up taking him there. Is that an A plus? Uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly, I think, a solid A just because he is one of the few players that's probably in that elite wide receiver uh, grouping, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he is one I'd, I'd, I'd have to get an A to, especially if they could, well, it, you know, it depends on what they wind up doing uh, for the other needs later on. Uh, but yeah, I think you, he just looks like he's a good enough talent. I, I think you're going to see though, probably the top five wide receivers will be off the board before the Cowboys get on. I tend to think so as well. Yeah. And, and then you're going into guys. There's a, there's a, you know, draft tech has a pretty big fall off. Um, you know, I think the guy they should be looking at, uh, as far as talent is George Pickens, uh, he might be there at 66. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand there's some character concerns, but I'm not real conversant with what's going on there. Uh, and we know that they say they're getting more reluctant about taking the character issues. But to me, that's where they say one thing and do something else and, I trust what they do more. So, anyhow, that's just what I'm saying. You know, Olave would be an A. Just, I think we're getting into unrealistic asks when you get to that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I think that's totally fair. Um, But you know, I wanted to give you some other names to consider. Um, You know, I was going to throw like a Nicobe Dean out there just to say, hey, what, what, how might people react if they did draft another linebacker? you know, even with the success they have with Micah Parsons, I can't imagine even as as good as Nicobe Dean is that they would get anything above a C if they wound up drafting a linebacker just based on, you know, needs that are, yeah. are or are not being addressed with the selection like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't – I don't – have. there is the need of linebackers, just how much bigger are the others – uh, I'm really assuming they don't pick up any extra picks. I'm thinking the fourth round is when you really want to start looking for linebacker uh, because generally the linebackers 
work out better in the later rounds than some of the other positions. It's a bit like running back. You don't need to spend a premium pick to get a good linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and a lot of people have him. There's a, you know, but talking again, you know, just looking at the draft tech, they're one of the people who would have him at 24 as an overdraft. You know, they, mm-hmm. they have him as the 31st overall player. And, you know, yeah. that's one site's view. Sure. Uh, that is certainly not authoritative, but it's just, just putting out there. I don't see he would get much of a grade above a C. Mm-hmm. Well, we got plenty of opportunities for what the Cowboys will do. Um, I am curious, Tom, you know, prior to us doing this broadcast that we'll be having, and again, for those listening, uh, YouTube channel, Blogging the Boys. Go ahead and search it, hit that subscribe button, because tomorrow night, 30 minutes prior to the draft kicking off, RJ Ochoa will be anchoring our coverage live as we will be going throughout the draft and then concluding after the draft with a short follow-up and kind of recap with our thoughts of, of how we think it played out and how it went for the Cowboys and how it went for the other teams within their division, right? How did the Giants and the Eagles and the Commanders address their glaring issues and how might that affect the Cowboys as we look at those matchups yeah. going yeah, forward? Yeah, we will. We will be either moaning in dismay or laughing uproariously. Yeah, and I mean, quite <laughs> honestly, um, it's probably going to be the former because a lot of those teams have a few picks there in the first round that we're going to have to be biting our nails over. So, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance that after tomorrow night, uh, the other teams in the division are going to be looking a lot more formidable or a little bit more formidable than they did to and us correct- prior. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is Gettleman gone now? Um, I believe he is still there. Um, no, okay, no, he he was. No, he's he gone. Let go at the end of 2021. Yes. Yeah, which there that uh, I I think the Giants' chance of having a good uh, a good draft just doubled. From that one fact alone, because <laughs> I think he could screw up things just beautifully um, yeah. for the Giants. But yeah, it's, Joe, it's, yeah. Joe Schoen is yeah. their new um, general manager. Yes, he that's right. For four years with the Buffalo Bills as an assistant general manager. And, and we all kind of see, you know, how they've done in the draft here in recent years. So, yeah, that's probably uh, – you know, unfortunately, we don't have Jason Garrett and Dave Gittleman and uh, and and other entities kind of holding these things down um, the way we've had in the past. So, you know, we, we may actually have to fight some team building going on elsewhere in the division here coming in the near, you know, the next couple of years. And we're we're going to be talking about a lot of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hope people can join in and. and you know, if you, if you want to try to play, uh, just keep an eye on when the Cowboys are getting close. When you want to hop on, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you want to just come hang out with us anytime during the draft, you know, we're – this is uh, – you know, we're just guys. And yeah. we, we're just out there talking about the stuff that we want to talk about and trying to – you know, we're looking at it from a Cowboys perspective. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we'll, we'll also – the, the nice thing about it is we do have an open comments uh, section. 
that we we watch and that RJ will occasionally pull comments up. So you get a chance to participate as well if you come in. And, uh, you know, you have to be funny enough or interesting enough or say something intelligent enough or, you know, or insult one of the other people. If you just <laughs> RJ, it doesn't go well, but you slam on one of the rest of it. He likes to throw that up there. So, yeah, he's, <laughs> all, into, he's all into putting those on the front screen. No, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? I mean, and for a program, you know, for a live show like this, that we're probably talking about pushing four plus hours, um, we're heavily reliant on you folks, right? What questions do you have? What do you want to hear us talk about or discuss? Like that, I mean, it, it really is kind of a you know, get your own questions answered type of forum, as well as what we will be discussing as the draft progresses. So we really do hope you will make it a point to engage with us and and join us for that. And remember, while we're talking on screen um, live, it's sometimes harder for us to keep up with what's actually happening in the draft. So you may have a chance to break the pick. Yeah, I'm interested actually to know how he's going to do it because one of the things that I've experienced and I was actually going to ask you about, when you watch the draft, do you watch it entirely on the television and wait until the television tells you who's been drafted? Or are you like me on Twitter two or three picks ahead of where the broadcast actually is? Yes, because they're okay. the stuff gets out. Um, and I'm not sure whether RJ is going to set some ground rules about that or not. Yeah. We'll have to get but that. Yeah. Pretty I, quick. Most, most of the time I, I follow the draft almost exclusively on Twitter. My whole question is I don't have a really good physical setup here, whether I can have my laptop going over here and have the, the, uh, the camera over here to, to be talking into. So, that's all to be determined at this point, but we're going to work on it. And I've got my schedule cleared and I might even, you know, uh, I've signed up for several, several of the half hour segments and I may even pick, you know, pop in on a few others, depending on who's there, who's not there and how long my voice holds out. But mm-hmm. uh, this it's, it's going to be, it's the first time I've ever gotten to do something and I've, I've often, you know, I've used to, one of the ways I would watch it is I would keep it on Twitter, but I would be watching what they did at DallasCowboys.com because those guys seem to be having fun doing it. And the fun kind of came through. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hoping we're going to be able to do. This is our first foray into this. Hopefully it's going to become an annual tradition. So come join us if you can. Uh, and in the meantime, the next time you and I are talking to people on Riled Up, we're going to know who the picks are and probably if they made any free agent moves uh, after the draft because they just got washed out somewhere. So, hey, don't need to worry about compensatory picks being taken from us at that point, Tom. So it's full go. <laughs> and that's when we can go get Jadavion Clowney and, uh, and Honey Badger. And all those guys that we've all been anticipating the Cowboys would jump on, and they've just been waiting to jump on until the compensatory picks were were out of the yeah, equation, if it, right? If At least that's what we like to tell ourselves. If it weren't for the fact that we know Royal, 
Oh, royalties on it. I'd be blasting out Aerosmith's dream on right now. <laughs> hey, man, sir. Well, hey, the draft is the place where dreams come true. So later tonight, the NFL draft is on the horizon again. Blogging the boys on YouTube starting at 630. RJ Ochoa will be anchoring that coverage. No Ocho broadcast today as RJ's getting ready for the draft. Is it 630 or 6? Oh, my apologies. It will be at six. It will be an hour before the draft gets going there, right? Because the draft kicks off at seven. I actually think we're, I have to look. I think we're going live right when the draft starts at seven our time. I thought you were talking six Eastern time. Okay. Well, I, I, I wanted to say I thought we were starting a little bit earlier. Um, well, we, we just rely on the fact that it takes them an, uh, 15 minutes to get to the first pick anyway. Amen. Amen. Well, before. <laughs> Before I go on this, I'm not going to get this wrong. So I actually am going to pull up our handy group messaging and see if I can find the schedule that RJ put out there. And I I've, imagine- I've got it. I'm, I'm pulling it up on sheets right now. I will be sure enough. The exact word. Yes. Seven o'clock yeah. is the start time for Thursday night. Six o'clock will be the start time Friday night yeah so we start right when the show starts uh on espn and and bingo so make sure you hit that subscribe button go to youtube right now don't forget blogging the boys tomorrow night starting at seven o'clock we'll take you all the way through the draft and of course we'll have all the post draft reaction from night one so with that being said Enjoy your draft night, folks. We are very thankful that you listen to our podcast. We really appreciate your engagement, and we look forward to engaging with you throughout the draft tonight. For Tom, I'm Roy. Stay riled up on the Cowboys out there, folks, and we will see you next Thursday when this team hopefully is a lot better than it looks today. See ya.